welcome to Kardashian, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Hi, Hi, Jess. my friend. Happy belated Valentine's. Happy belated Valentine's. How was your romantic weekend? <laughs> Um, it was it was nice. We did a little getaway to Palm Springs, nice. which felt very overdue. Um, I haven't really, I feel like, gone anywhere in a minute. Um, certainly not a like warm feeling, and it was like it wasn't super sweltery Palm Springs, but it was warm enough. Um, and it was just very lazy, just having cocktails and hanging out in a hot tub and watched Barb and Star three times, which I told you before we started recording. <laughs> I watched it over the weekend and it is so stupid and fun. <laughs> it's like such uh, like a late nineties era character, like, you know, what, like an Adam Sandler type movie, but if it is very- done so tightly it's very yeah like austin powersy in this way yes. that like made me really nostalgic but like what could be better than the throwback that's also female-led and women in their 40s like i just loved looking at faces and bodies of women in their 40s and like it also is so funny and it moves quick so funny it's, it's so stupid and funny oh my god i just like i I had high hopes. Uh, I didn't. Heard, so I was. I just pleasant. like when the what little pieces I knew, I was like, okay, it's like a weird tropical thing. But is this going to be really groundlings and wiggy? Like literally like as in wigs on your head, wigs. And, and it was. And but- it was. And like, I was just like, is this going to be accents and wigs and like nothing else? And it was accents and wigs and a lot of very good comedy. Oh, so funny barb and star go to vista del mar so you guys it you got i know it's like expensive but if you have more than one person watching it i think it pays for itself mm-hmm. uh it's very funny i highly recommend and i don't know anyone in it so i'm not no. even doing the friend plug no, I mean, just, I like know of them, but I don't know them. No, it's a lot of like, it seems like it's a lot of very OG groundlings people from which is, I think, where they met, right? Uh, Annie Mamello and Kristen Wiig back in the day. Um, and it and is just like very joyful. And oh my for God. people who don't know, that's uh, Kristen Wiig and her writing partner who wrote Bridesmaids with they, they wrote Bridesmaids together. And yeah. I think she had a very small part, the partner on the plane uh freaking out like that's her small part because she wasn't she wasn't like a star so they wouldn't let her you know i'm sure maybe it was written for her to be one of the bridesmaids yes yeah like one of those famous like yeah that the probably the studio at the last minute was like nope and i think that famous although there's so many people in it like like it's (laughs) whatever but I think that they have talked about that, like with bridesmaids, uh, or Kristen Wiig has at least. No, I think they, but that they like obviously it's great success. They're proud of, but that it had a, a quite a few rewrites and like cooks in the kitchen and pieces that were changed. So that supposedly Barb and Star was really like this passion project of like it's just us. It's just only us. We get final say. It's our brains. 
It's and so I say, fun. I love those brains. Um, Jamie Dornan, that's his name, right? Yes, He's, Christian Gray. I I like cannot express how like boring I have always found him as an actor. I only watched one of the uh, Fifty Shades movies, and I have never been like interested at all in what he's selling he's a delight he really goes for i was like this is the sexiest he's ever been (laughs) it's so fun anyways uh go go watch it it's especially uh female friendship is really special and that just is always going to be what makes me so happy so yeah uh since it was on rental for like 48 hours it was like hey should we just throw it on again that's so funny (laughs) uh it was so fun yeah, I laughed out loud so much watching it. <laughs> so much. A lot of little, yeah, just a lot of little b- scenes and moments built out for no reason other than just like <laughs> made somebody laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and that somebody is me. Me. Um, <sighs> I, I did not. I watched it as well. But what else did I do this weekend? I'm, uh, bu- 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 oh, you know, I did something kind of dumb. This is boring, but. I so I have a bunch of cats, right? And they all <laughs> shit in my house, right? So I clean it a lot. I like but, how this started. But it still doesn't smell. I get like if I go outside and come back in, I'm like, Ugh, I have a stinky cat house. So I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll get some air fresheners. So I got okay. some of those Febreze plugins. Yes, this was the this is my I'm very sensitive to this. I have con- I had constant constant anxiety about cat house well, as a cat owner. Last I like plugged him in yesterday. I was trying to go to bed last night. I couldn't sleep. I had to get up and unplug every single one of them. Oh no! Because that what were irritating you? Like or yeah, they're just too I, strong. I was like, I literally cannot sleep. It is keeping me awake. The scent, it, like, yeah, and it feels like my nose is like doesn't feel good. And and then I had one like one left that was like ah, in the kitchen. It's fine. It's like far away from me. But I had to take it out too because I was like, this is giving me a headache. I there's I think it was the Febreze brand I used to use in the our laundry room is where I used to keep the litter box. And I would like the first day I would have to not go in. It like it would mellow after a day. Okay. Um, they do mellow. Like it's really really pungent at first, but. But maybe not for you. But they, it is really overwhelming. I couldn't get past the first day. I guess. I mean, it's it is like just a chemical, you know. Like literally at two a.m., being like <laughs> ripping them all out of the wall because I got too many too. I think. But I was just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. truly like a maniac, being like, I'm gonna kill my. It's gonna kill the cats, right? It's gonna <laughs> kill the cats. <laughs> it does feel really weird. You're oh, like, maybe that's what happened to Putty. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, is what could it be? What I like, what is in the air in this house? And then I got those um, hormone like plugins. What are they? Oh my god, the f- feel away. Yes, nothing worked. He was too brain dead (laughs) too far gone too far gone too far gone no he's fine he's alive (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) he's back with his rightful owner yes yes yes. the the first person who gave him away (laughs) yes it's such i it's such a i like it's so crazy how much i like desperately want another cat i love cats so much i like so identify in my like heart and soul as a cat owner but i'm like still not over putty like i need a little more time still before i can like end space i think but just like it was 
it was just too brutal. And for anyone who's newer to the podcast, there are many episodes about <laughs> a horrible cat that I was given by my hairdresser who had a lot of behavioral problems uh, given get not given like i got a cat for you like please will you take this please cat i'm me? pregnant can you take my cat for me yeah, i'll keep like, the other two don't ask me questions <laughs> but this one you gotta take uh <laughs> it's everything's fine <laughs> and i wanted a persian so bad that i said yes and then all this cat did was like hump me all day and night and then as anyone who knows knows i accidentally uh, gave him a hand job once, and it's too long of a story to <laughs> <laughs> properly explain. I didn't really, oh. <laughs> but I touched him, and I didn't know what was happening, and I dry heaved in the sink. That's the nutshell of Putty. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrific. Oh, I know what I. My last question about your Valentine's Day is: How many times did you and Tim boink? Yeah! <laughs> uh, boink is very funny uh that's funny yamar <laughs> yami texted me something about like oh did you know with because we had been texting about emojis and she was like oh did you know if you like hover over on your laptop it tells you the name it was like a thing about like oh it tells you the name of the emoji and then it was like wait in all caps you might be doing it right now <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> doing it and boink um yeah i can't say I, I, i'm blacked if, out from how many times it, <laughs> from, from hitting your head against the headboard <laughs> like, um no it we did a streaming cocktail class i i'm happy to plug this very cute company called spirit guides and I've been taking – they have like a monthly cocktail class that streams and they send you – I don't know how out of state it works, but they send like this kit with like little mini bottles, like airplane bottles uh, and like Cute. fresh fruit and little homemade mixers and like it's once a month on a Friday – and the cocktails are amazing. I feel like I might have talked about them before because they let yes. it slip once that they they had done um, uh, Travis Scott's party, like Ooh. for his that big Cactus Jack birthday party he had like a year or two ago. And they're just like these nice dorks from Burbank and like our cocktail geniuses. And like it's it's very goofy. But I've learned a lot. Um uh, about cocktails and so they did like a special valentine's day one that was like more kind of like champagne based and stuff yeah um, it's like it's stuff fun. like uh the cum runner and <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> and it's just like you squeeze a lot of lube into everything and it's, <laughs> it doesn't taste it's like, great it's just aloe vera but still <laughs> it's it gives you the idea yeah, it's fun because it mimics the feelings so <laughs> it's like a fun idea oh uh, god what a x-rated podcast this is i know we got so racy i already talked about cat hand jobs and uh, a cum you, runner how cum runner is a funny <laughs> name for a drink i honestly sometimes i like can't even believe how good at branding i am you are good cum runner surprised. come on i'm not surprised at all Okay, get should it, we get like in a rum runner? Yes, I get it. <laughs> That's why it's good. Guys, do you guys get it? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm a rum head over here. Um, okay, <laughs> should we are, get in, get into this week? Yes, let's get into the news. Well, uh, this isn't in the news, but we I was just sending it to you and Trish over yes. uh, DM, tr uh, not Travis, Travis, just Travis Barker. 
and Courtney spending Valentine's Day together and posting the same picture Yay! of a fireplace. Courtney posted it with a heart and then Travis posted it again. And then he posted a foot that he put a diamond dangly bracelet on a foot. A diamond dangly little beautiful anklet. Uh, And yes. Oh my God. And we had had a pick from earlier in the week of them out on a date, like out at a restaurant sitting outside, like looking like they were playing like a thumb war or something uh, like at the table or holding hands. But I freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, that's the first photo I've seen of them together. Yes. It's so crazy that it's real. It really, yes, it legitimizes all of it because you're like, well, maybe they are just friends, but this is very clear. They're doing the couple thing. They're doing it. And I, I, because he's liked her for a long time, right? I assume. So this, I bet he is. Maybe for the first time in her life, she has a man who is not controlling yeah. and not toxic. I'm just hoping that for, for her. I, I'm with you. I'm like, uh, I I care like too much. I, on the drive out to Palm Springs, probably talked for an hour about it because <laughs> I was like, Tim, here's what's so crazy, though. It's like different periods of L.A. life because he was connected to Paris and like that whole scene and like Nicole Richie. But then, you know, the Kardashians were at the same time, but it's a different part, you know. And you hear him go, you're like, wait, Tim, you're driving. <laughs> I'm so excited. But like, yeah, I just I, I feel like I think that especially like after we talked about everything that he's been through, I went back and I watched some more like interviews with him talking about the plane crash. And like, I don't know, that's just he's just someone who's like lived a life. Yes. And that obviously, you know, I would never not not because it's good. He experienced that level of trauma. But like Courtney also has lived a life like these are two people who have like kids have had their kids have had other public relationships have been on reality TV and you know we're like part of a very big era of like LA life and all of it and like there's a lot even though he seems very different from anyone she's ever dated I actually feel like there's a lot in common in terms of just like the bigness of their lives so far you know they're both very rich Yes. And, and, and kids, also the bigness of their bank accounts. Yes. I think their kids probably go to the same schools. And yeah. at that point in your life, you're like, what else are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're having a lot of money and you're taking care of children and, you know. Yeah. Um, but she did pin him a poem. Did you read the poem? No. Okay, I'm going to read it. Don't look at it. Let me read okay, it. Okay, okay, <clears> okay, okay. This is from Courtney to Travis. Roses oh. are red. Violets are blue. Garlic br- <laughs> blink 182. <laughs> what? I don't know. Could you hear me? I think I started Garlic, laughing. Violets Roses are, blue. are red. Violets, Violets are, blue. are blue. Garlic bread blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she is a multidimensional woman, many talents, and I guess we can add poet to you know, the list. <laughs> you know, <laughs> once, uh, 
I remember in high school hanging out at this guy's house and his dad, like he, he and his brother were both in a band and his dad was like at the practice or whatever. It was like uh, the band was practicing and the dad walked in and said, you know, drummers are always the dumbest member of the band. (laughs) And so if that's true, (laughs) which is very mean to say to his son. Drummers, the, the running, I remember hearing that in like college and like it, it is so mean and it, but it is also sometimes very true. And it is like a very, it's a, it's like the, an archetype um, of like, yeah, just like kind of the hot dummy of the band a lot of the time. It's so funny. Like I was, like I'm muscles. on, I'm on TikTok, right guys. So scrolling through TikTok and I see like this guy drumming and I was like, oh my God, he's so hot. And I was like, how am I, how do I have the same type? for 25 years how is this still (laughs) what i like in a man like exactly like same like looks the same doing the same things why is it drumming (laughs) drumming that like really does it for me drumming is very sexy remember we went to fleetwood mac and i was like that mick fleetwood is old as hell and And i think he's kind of tall and like has a sexy vibe it's very like primal i think you know it's like I think a lot of women are attracted to like arms on men and like shoulders. Like that's a very like common, I think area that women love and fixate on. And that's what's working baby on a drummer. That's, that's what's going. And it's like sweaty and primal, you know, they can move all of their appendages at once. It's wild in different ways. (laughs) I mean, that's like drummers get babes, you know, that's like Tommy. Look at Tommy Lee. I mean, Get out of here. I think he also has a gigantic dong, but um, but they have to they have to like him. Yeah. Before they find that out. Right. Yes. Yep. They just have a. Yeah. So I'm God, I'm just very on board for this story. And, you know, I just want it to work out. Yes. And if it doesn't. (sighs) Well, it's going to be a rough day in Los Feliz when you guys find <laughs> Jess and my body. <laughs> body, we became one. Body, we became um, one. The pandemic merged us. Um, speaking of like kind of going public, I have yes. really, we haven't really tracked this that much because quite frankly, I know less about this man um, and I'm less excited and interested. But, y- you know, for, a, a, yeah, 10 months now, it says um, we've known that Kenny has been quietly, as they say, quietly dating um, Devin Booker. And they and really like any photos or anything have only been like paparazzi photos. Um, and they went official on Valentine's. Uh, they both posted photos of each other. Um, yes. Kenny shared an, an IG story of herself laying on a countertop. Oh my God, this website is driving me crazy. Life and style. Get out of here. Um, basically it's ads popped up. Um, it's Kenny laying and they're basically like snuggled up and yeah. it's like an intimate, definitely that's your boyfriend, uh, photo. Now she does not do a lot of public canoodling. No. And I really realized this when I went through, I don't know if you guys checked out our Instagram. I posted a, a little delay note with pictures of everyone and their exes kissing. Yes, and I could very funny. I couldn't find one of Kendall with anyone. There's not a picture of her kissing a person ever. No, this is Except very for a Hadid. <laughs> She's kissing two Hadids. <laughs> 
Uh, no, this is very unlike her. Oh, yeah. So it's her laying on a countertop and he's kind of snuggled into her, her chest. And then she has like a white heart emoji. And then he posted on his Instagram this very romantic shot of them snuggled up like out on grass and it's black and white and they're laying on towels in the grass and her, you know, gazelle long legs are shooting out. Um, but yeah, I, 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 again, don't know that much about this man, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> sounds like it's, oh yeah, he's a professional basketball player, duh. And yes. he plays for the Phoenix Suns and he's he only... 24. I forget that they're all so young. So, so young. young. But that's like the perfect people. age for her. Yes. She's the same age, right? Yes, I think she is. Um, just or like about 24, maybe? 25. But yeah. But still, like, that's that's the right. That's yeah. the right age. Scott, do you hear me? That is the right <sighs> age. I cannot with, I know it's not an act. This Amelia Hamlin, Scott, these photos this of him with his blonde hair. He looks two- like the joke it looks like jared leto oh it's it's just it's too much i like i just cannot process this story that it is like and she has like a crazy hot sexy body but i can't get over what like that she's a child and i understand this is like societally what's fucked up and that like my brain is wrong for looking at her oh what for looking at her what keep going just that like she's it, always in these photos in these like little teeny string bikinis and he's like parading her around on the beach and she's got like a very hot rock and bod but I just keep thinking of her as like Lisa Rinna's little daughter from the show yes. and so yes. I'm saying that that's like the unfair thing that happens to young women when they want to you know they are wanting to sexualize themselves but it is just like so deeply uncomfortable and she is so young she's still so young She's and it a just teenager. Makes me so uncomfortable to see She's her like a teenager. Ugh. He dumped a twenty-year-old for a teen, a twenty-one-year-old for a teenager. He's like making Leo look like, uh, you know, like he's dating matrons. <laughs> like, yeah, I, nineteen. Nineteen. That's not even. You got years to go before legal drinking is even on the table. It's not even so much about like. I think it's a weird thing possibly for her to experience though i i i imagine she was gonna have a weird experience no matter what just because of the position she is in yes. life and who her yeah. mom is so but for him it's like oh this is like a symptom of something wrong with you sir like something's wrong it's unwell i and i just like don't support it like i there can we've talked about it many times there can be age gaps in relationships uh but they're and but the idea of like a man, you know, in his late thirties with anyone, man or woman, dating anyone that is like eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> it's also like the grooming aspect of it because he didn't grooming. meet her at the age of nineteen. He met her when she was a much younger woman. Yes, that she oh. was littler than Kendall and Kylie, who were little girls when he was in their life. Like it's you know, this is like that's the weird part. Yes. It does feel like grooming is the word, like the idea of like that gross old, especially old Hollywood thing of like setting your sights and like waiting till it's, yes. you know, appropriate. But we know that that is so common in this family. It was Kylie's deal with Tyga. It mm-hmm. is like it's problematic. But anyways. Ugh, also, but- she did learn how to give a blowjob from her mom's book. And she <laughs> said that. And that is just a fact. And I'm not. I, 
And she said, who better than me, I guess, to tell them how to give I a blowjob. Hollywood life is different. Uh, it just now, is. <laughs> today I did. Uh, how did we get on the subject? I on, Oh, I think I was telling my mom about Barb and Star mm-hmm. go to Vista Del Mar. And I was talking about the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. And mom's like, I've never seen that. I was like, oh, why dad won't let you because he know you'd spank him. And then she starts laughing and I was like, oh, my God, I've never realized so hard that you are the dom and he is the sub. (laughs) (laughs) Did she agree? Yes. Yes, she agreed. She's definitely she's like, I don't need another reason to want to hit him. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking... sub. Um, oh, wait, Kindle. Yes. Yes. Speaking, speaking of, Kindle, of Kindle, this was this was interesting to me. Uh, the there was a lot. So so there was a Skims release, as there always is. Yeah. What is life? But a series of Skims or Good American or, or Kylie, Kylie Skins, Kylie Skin releases. Arthur uh, an, George. Just uh, Kylie's or Kendall's like moon powder <laughs> for your teeth. <laughs> what is life but a series of products rolling forever into our feeds from this family? But um, so Kim released a, a Skims collection and it's just like the teeniest little like thong underwear, little bra sets. She calls, she very, in a very funny story, called the bottoms uh, click covers. she's like funnier than kim ever is uh but she was calling them click covers but in the um this podcast this episode is real pg uh, nc17 i'm sorry yeah you have to put a little warning in the description everyone's horned up from valentine's um but in the, the the photos for it, they did the the economic family move that they often do, which was it was Kylie, Kendall, and Kim posing in them uh, in these teeny tiny bikinis. And Kendall also posted a selfie of herself, like it looking in the mirror wearing the same teeny tiny bikini. And like it is shocking. Like their bodies are shocking, all three of them. Yes. Like they just have very very perfect bodies in that type of way like they are really overly and in Kendall's especially in like a skinny skinny tall model way but so people I guess are posting a lot about it like uh kill me like I can't you know I can't stand looking at pictures of Kendall like too gorgeous and Kendall responded uh and and like tweeted to somebody like Hey, I, I have bad days too. <laughs> Everything isn't as perfect as it seems. I know I'm really lucky. But then people dug in like even further and started accusing her of photoshopping her the selfie she had posted. Um, and this made me laugh because people were really wanting to prove. <laughs> and it's like the difference is short. Maybe they're slight, but it's like the idea that there's some deep secret or, or that is not what that woman looks like. It's like if we haven't adjusted to the fact that Kendall's body looks the way it does by now, like I don't know what to tell everybody. Yes. So I it's very minuscule, the difference in what they're saying. And I also there's a a site that's like or a Instagram account that's like celebrity before and after yes. or Instagram versus reality. And with the Kendall ones, it's like the difference is so slight. That's what I mean. 
so slight. Even in like all of the pictures, like any ones that they can find of Kendall, it's like she's photoshopped. You're like, it is truly the slightest thing. But I was like, it's true. Her hips have gotten bigger. So then I started doing research, like how how does that happen? And it's a surgery called hip dips uh, or, or uh, sculptra. And it's to fix oh. hip dips. Uh, and hip dips are like, you know, there's you know, your body, your hips kind of, your waist goes out and then there's a straight part at your hips because that's how your pelvis is shaped. And then it, some, for some people, their thighs then go out again. So there's like a little doop doop kind of, uh, and women are one, they have a whole workout regimen you can do to like make your hips wider. Um, it takes like a lot of work. Hips feel like the thing right now like that's like kylie's body like uh, like especially of the like really uh, the the people who are trying to make it like known that they've augmented their bodies you know like the real kind of visibly I- plastic surgery bodies like hips 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 are like lips and hips baby and then the surgery is they just kind of sculpt um, the they take from the love handle area and the thighs and p- inject it there so it's a more heart shape roundness. Okay, yeah. So that's you'll notice that with Kim because no one's hips really like I, I mean they don't they don't come out like the queen of hearts you know that's not right that's, that's not, what like Kim's look like that's what they all sort of have to me now are these like like semicircles kind of yes. on either side that that they did they just didn't have you know yes and like feels like how impossible to achieve uh by by just like. I'm sure exercise. there are women out there who maybe naturally are shaped that way, but yeah, I, I, would, I, mean. they just I bet it's very few and far between though, for that to be a natural occurring thing. Also like, I mean, I don't want to sound old, but like, it, can't you like, it's not, that's not a problem area guys. <laughs> We're just making up problem areas now. Like that's, can't just body like look i know that people feel all kinds of ways about size and shapes of bodies but like if you're just like functioning and you you feel i don't i don't understand it like i i mean i guess like once i get mine i'll feel different but you get your your sculpture hips my hip dips uh (laughs) what if i I just like got severe liposuction of my belly and my fupa and then just had like huge saddlebags that's what they used to call these guys. They used to call them saddlebags and they were not as I, that like, is funny. I forgot about saddlebags. That was such a term growing up that would yes. be like the ultimate insult about someone's mom. Like, oh, she's got saddlebags. Yeah. I she's mean, got those big hips. You're like, well, and all what goes around comes around. I that's really the lesson, is that like uh, yeah, it's just like too much like we got to acknowledge that these these were people with i mean we talk about it nonstop, but these are people that were all they'd already won the genetic lottery m- most of the way and then they have subscribed to keep up in a way that is part of their business yeah and honestly for them i get it too like it yeah. is their job to be nude most of the time like yeah this but is for every example. other for every other woman, like I used to always, my sister's naturally thin and, and then would talk about like, you know, being on a diet and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, 
it's not your job to be though. Like you're comparing yourself to people in Hollywood who literally get paid to do that. That yeah. is their job. And they get, they get training and like all the, the months, you know, leading up to them being on television or in a movie, someone is paying them to make their body look that way. And you're trying to do it as a side hustle, honey, you're <laughs> never going to get ahead. <laughs> It's so true. It's so weird, the idea. And and that that is the way that that industry markets is showing that celebrity on the cover of a magazine and being like, oh my God, she did it. She lost it. Here's her secret. And it's like, her secret is she has to do that because that's part of her job. And it's like, that's eight, part of Eight it. to 12 hours of her day is spent on making that happen. Whereas you don't have that kind of time. You're going to drive yourself insane. And maybe a, a day, uh, 20 people actually clock your body. Maybe. <laughs> if you're very lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially now. Body uh, clock in. Body, body clock, clock in. in. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. So people were really wanting to prove that Kendall was hiding some you know, just shocking, hideous body. <laughs> well, I think it's more that like, uh, no, I, I, I get the E2 like, Brutus E2. Yes. I, and, and it is like, it, it is kind of terrifying if the, if, if a world where if Kendall is like fucking with her photos, it's like, well, what is anything? But everyone uh, has always been doing that. You can go look back before we had Photoshop pictures of Marilyn Monroe where they had photo editors, but they would mm -hmm. go in like they would be people who would possibly could work in like other celluloid forms, but like they go in and they fix it and they don't print the pictures where they have lines, they take them out. It's been happening forever. And women have been just hook, line and sinker, just spending all the money to make ourselves look like that. But like, here's the thing. If Ariel who does Kylie's makeup can make his body look that way as well, then we have to know like, Oh yes. At some point it's not a, Oh, I couldn't make my body do that. It's just like, you didn't find the right surgeon. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think people have said versions of this and probably said it on the pod, but like these things are becoming the new like Hermes bag, you know, like it's a symbol that is almost meant to be visibly seen. Like I can afford to get my hip dips. I can afford big lips. Uh, you know, I can afford, of course there's like, we're not even touching on the cultural appropriation piece of it. Um, which we've talked about many times in the podcast, but it's like, I think that that's one of the kind of parts I will have to, I'll catch myself realizing nowadays. Cause I'll be like, I think I come from this 90s school of thought where it's like, well, yeah, I remember everybody having like big, the big crazy fake boobs, but everything else is meant to look natural. You know, everything else is meant to be like, you know, you want to hide it. And, and all plastic surgery is supposed to be technically a secret right and that's i think just like not how it works as much not these the days, case you know? not the case yeah um oh god brain fully forgot whatever she was gonna say but it, it's yeah i can't wait to get my hip dips done <laughs> I, when, I can't wait for us to get out of this quarantine and get our hip dips together i can't wait to oh touch, my god to get twin dips. twin dips twin dips, twin dips. <laughs> twin dips. also I, will, I, will, I do want to say like i support whatever people want to do always it's just the idea of letting it drive you no. like nuts every day and letting it affect how you feel about your body when it's like that's not real oh i know what the thought was so uh you know i love 
90 Day Fiance. I love Larissa, who has had a lot of work done. She's very... Totally different person. Very transparent uh, on Instagram and like lets you go through the journey. She's explaining what she's getting done. And I was like, but it makes sense because she like, you know, she has her OnlyFans and that's sort of how she's making her money. Uh, And she wanted to look this way. And then I was like, oh my God, if OnlyFans had been around... 10 years ago, the Kardashians could have had a completely different trajectory. Oh my God. The, the way that like you can cut out everyone who wants a piece of you and just like direct to consumer your like sex appeal, your body, your, yeah. What you, how you change your body, like that there is just an, an audience and no shame, you know? Yeah. And like, we've just, and, and not cause I think there should be, I, I don't believe that at all. And I <clears throat> follow a million crazy plastic surgery accounts and I'm obsessed with it all. But it's like that the, the destigmatization plus these platforms, it's like, it's a totally new horizon. It's crazy. On TikTok, <laughs> I was going down a rabbit hole of this strippers. Uh, like she like does like a money count. So like every, like after every dance, she tells you how much money she makes and you're like, damn, she's making a lot of money. But then she also was like showing us her costumes and she's like, you can't wear a G string on stage because it's against the law. All holes have to be covered up. So, and then she shows you like the, it's like a very, you're like, Oh yeah, that's not what, women would buy at a store for like underwear and it's not a g-string it's like this like combo thing that's like got a kind of thick middle so it covers up that's fascinating i have always wondered if there's like a taping or how like if yeah if legs are getting spread wide open and you're dancing and you're sliding around a pole like how are labias not flying i think they're okay with labias are showing it's just you can't show a hole hole okay because if a labia our- slips and it hits one of your hip dips, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much. Um, well, this is a huge like 180, but this was quite a story this this week. Uh, <laughs> the saga of Northwest's mountain painting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I immediately, as soon as I saw it on Twitter, I was like screenshotting it. So... North did a class where they all, it was, uh, I think, a Zoom class where they all painted the same painting, right? Yeah. We've all done sort of classes like that where you did like a wine and, what is it, canvas night or whatever? Yes, yeah, like a paint. uh, I forget what they're called. They have a name, though, but yes. So people, and she signed it. Kim was very proud. She posted it on Twitter, on Instagram, and people were like, that's not her she didn't do it they photoshopped her name onto this painting and people were going people are (laughs) sick people are so fucking (laughs) sick it got so i mean look i saw the painting and was like "Mm, wow that's really good for a seven-year-old and and people were it like became such a thing i i was losing it like 
so yeah, Tracy Romulus, Kim's longtime friend, uh, th- her her daughter Ryan, who's been North's friend and classmate forever, she had posted a picture of the same painting, uh, further proving the painting's authenticity. The teacher's daughter even came out to clear Kim and North's names, showing the same painting she was taught to paint at seven years old. Uh, also, but- um, let me say why I think people are so sick because the the picture where they're like, see, she photoshopped north signature onto this painting someone took the original took a little grab of north signature and then they photoshopped it on top of it so that it does look photoshopped <gasps> because i i screenshotted the original immediately because i was like this child is amazing i'm so proud of her so that's how sick people are so then they start circulating this thing that actually does have a photoshop because someone made it uh, and i just gotta say guys uh i'm sorry you don't know talented children yeah well as someone who's been like in the arts for a long time and had like teachers who have kids and stuff like there are really talented children out there when you foster that and this family's obviously they got time on their hands they got money to burn and her father really cares about art so so this post goes up and i just loved it in all caps white text brown screen don't play with me when it comes to my children, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. My daughter and her best friend have been taking a serious oil painting class where their talents and creativity are being encouraged and nurtured. North worked incredibly hard on her painting, which took several weeks to complete. As a proud mom, I wanted to share her work with everyone. I'm seeing op-ed pieces in the media and social media from grown adults breaking down whether or not my child actually painted this. How dare you see children doing awesome things and then try to accuse them of not being awesome. (laughs) Please stop (laughs) embarrassing yourselves with the negativity and allow every child to be great. And then in all caps, Northwest painted that period. A bunch of letters. And then she put shout out to all the proud moms out there that love to show their babies masterpieces. And then she showed some sketches um, and said, throw back to some of her dad's artwork that he did when he was a kid with the DNA. Uh, now he's known as North's dad. North's dad. That not, is a distancing language there, yes, isn't it? It is not. It is not my husband. It is or, not Con- or even just Kanye. <laughs> it's, it's North's dad. Well, but, uh, North has the last laugh because <laughs> the estate of Bob Ross has invited her to uh, the Bob Ross experiment experience. Sorry, uh, I don't know what that entails, but I, so I happened to hear a whole NPR story about this <gasps> like a year ago when they opened this, and it's amazing. It's basically like. Do you know how like Marie Kondo became so big that then it was just like she trained a bunch of Marie Kondos that like are who you hire now? It's like a school of Bob Bob Ross painters that like are certified to teach you like the Bob Ross method. And it's basically Ah. this this place that's like uh, you can go to and you can like take classes in different levels. And then there's also a bunch of his art there. And like it's sort of like a a library um, museum to him. But then also you can like learn from like 
approved certified Bob Ross like painters. Basically, oh, says the Bob Ross experience experience would allow North to look at some of Bob Ross's work up close, and she'd receive a painting class in Ross's wet on wet technique, which is what I call my weekends. <laughs> <laughs> It's staying racy. <laughs> um, Very funny. Uh, I truly was so defensive for poor North. I was like, how dare people? They're sick. They're just sick as hell. <laughs> I mean, good for Kim. She's not taking it. Um, well, that's it for news. Um, no. What? No. what oh, Chloe? my God. There's a Come huge on thing. now. I'm Don't sorry. do this. Don't do me like this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just because I wanted to prove that there was something so big. <laughs> so Lamar Odom was on Wendy Williams this past Two week. of the greats. <laughs> Two of the most, you know, subtle <laughs> stoic people. Um oh, and he is talking about his ex, um, who I think her name is Sabrina. Yes. He talks about her on Wendy Williams. First and foremost, he does call her <laughs> a oh reptilian <laughs> kind of kind of woman He's reptilian like, kind of woman <laughs> he, he said so she's got cruel. she's troubled she needs therapy she's a reptilian kind of woman <laughs> this interview <laughs> this interview and like you gotta work pretty hard to make wendy be like whoa Lamar, be Lamar, nice. and he's Lamar. like, well, I'm, I'm just trying to be honest because I'm on Wendy. So and like tries to pin it back on Wendy, which is fair because Wendy is wild. Yes, and then he goes on to say that she also slept with one of his ex's partners, and so everyone's like going through like, who could that be? Who could that be? <clears throat> and they're like, do you mean James Harden? And, he, and then they said, oh, Tristan Thompson, and he makes like a aha uh-huh face, and so then it's out there that yep. that Tristan hooked up with Lamar Odom's you know girlfriend Sabrina, and Chloe knew about it. And the reason Chloe knew about it is because it happened a decade ago. Oh, my God. I it mean, happened his rookie season. Is that what they call basketball players? Rookies? Yeah. Um, it happened when Tristan was 20 years old. Oh. Sabrina is from his hometown. So uh, was where his team, her hometown is his where his team was. So, like, yes, they hooked up. But Lamar Odom, how dare he? What is he thinking? What is he selling? This guy, I mean, this is this classic phrase the Kardashians have taught us. I mean, it's a phrase out there in the world, but that they are the clout chasing. And Lamar Mm -hmm. is the biggest clout chaser of them all. He knows that he, as time goes on more and more, that the only thing people want to knock on his door and hear about is fucking Chloe because Chloe yes. remains incredibly famous and successful yes. and it drives me crazy. I had so much sympathy for this man and like the way his life unraveled and he has like it, like the idea that this much later he has to like talk about her and a, and a, some in, situation from 10 years ago with Tristan as if by the way there isn't enough dirt between Chloe and Tristan as it is like as if like this is gonna rock her world like this woman has come to terms with everything about this but also (laughs) have you not done enough to her yes like haven't you done enough why do you have to go after her happiness now 
She wanted her happiness with you and you could not let that happen for her. You couldn't make it happen. So why? What's up? Like just and and just to be clear, in this interview, it's worth watching the sn- the, the snippet. Wendy asks Lamar, like, "Well, so what went on in this relationship with Sabrina? Did you cheat on? Did you cheat on her?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, but you know, I knew something was up with her because of this story." So this man, who we know is just a serial cheater, is openly admitting he cheated on her, but that that she's uh, he didn't trust her because she had slept with somebody connected to his ex-wife 10 years earlier it is like yuck this was like i mean lamar's been like off the deep end and you know trying to squeeze a living off of chloe's name for a long time this interview was like case closed you're bad like you're a bad bad man so unfortunate too i it's so it's it's and it's like it's so like this addicty thing too of like he just needs attention. He needs people to feel sorry for him. And it's just like, man, you you blew it. Anyways, this pissed me off. <laughs> pissed me right off. Pissed me right and off. Then I got mad because just tried to ignore it in the notes. <laughs> well, we moved down to the nobody knows our notes structure. I thought we had gone through it. Well, we did not do it. We did it bottom to top and we okay. skipped a part. And the part we skipped is fine because it's going to be in the in the premiere coming up. So it's okay. fine. Oh, you're right. Okay. Well, that's fine. now, well, now, Jess, I will apologize till the end of time. <laughs> and I hope you will forgive me. We'll see. I Acts of service are my love language. So. <laughs> Okay, very fair and honest and, and communicative. <laughs> so we are back to Courtney and Kim Take New York. We're having a blast. Season one, episode three, Sex in the City. How do they come up with these names? I thought it what was, they- I, I think it's Sexy in the City. Oh, is it Sexy in the City? <laughs> I, I'm going to have to check my notes on that one, Jess. I- I will look if I'm wrong because if, if it honestly was- that would be clever. I don't think that's sexy in the city, unfortunately. I swear I read it. <laughs> it's called Sexy in the City. Sexy, okay. Sexy in the City. It's on IMDb. Thank God and Wikipedia as Sexy in the City. Okay, then all right, I take it back. They're pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wrote it down because it truly was like, huh, uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, sexy in the city. Okay. So we have two stories. Yeah, yeah. but we do these chronologically, yeah. right? So Yeah. So we have a very funny little start with Scott, Courtney, and Kim. They're like signing something at this table. I don't know what they're signing, like autographing something that they oh. never acknowledge. But there's like never... big stacks of the same like flyer that they're just like sitting there and autographing. And the like chatter at the top is about how Scott never watched cartoons. <laughs> and he's like, that's not true. I watch Darkwing Duck because I love watching him swim in money. Which sets up the episode pretty well. It does. It really does. So we find out from Kim that Shango, her ex bodyguard slash smooch friend, uh, is in town and he emailed her and he and, and this is how it goes. 
he emailed. He's like, hi, I'm in New York City. I know you guys are here, too. I'd love to get together. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what you think his voice is like, is it? I'm in New York City, and I know you guys are here, too. I'd love to get together. I mean, that's what he wrote. That's what he wrote to me. (laughs) Kim is, like, so giddy this whole episode. It's very funny. And she – it's very funny, too, the way she describes what happened with them before. She goes, we uh, mixed business with pleasure. (laughs) Very dramatic. Uh, And she tells them that, you know, at the end of the day, though, the kiss was – pretty good and i saw cool. it It didn't look that good maybe yeah. there's another one i missed <laughs> we, maybe what was off camera um but we C- courtney basically starts kind of like roasting her mm-hmm. and being like you say you want to just have a hookup but you love being in love yeah. and like you're basically saying like yeah you can say that this is just like a casual date and you're still single but you're gonna fall in love with him and he's gonna be your boyfriend yeah, anyone that you kiss becomes your boyfriend. And I to that I say, I don't know, I feel like I'm sort of the same way. Like <laughs> I don't think that's so crazy. <laughs> I literally was like, you know, almost every person I've been on a almost, I'd say that let's say four two out of three times I've been on a date, I will end up dating like that's that's the relationship. Like that's me having a relationship. Yeah, same. Same. For sure. It's like yeah, I, I'm I'm with Kim on this. I don't think yeah, it's weird. That's fine. So <laughs> Courtney continues to roast. She says, do you think Shango's ever made love to a kangaroo? We really learned this episode that Courtney is a bit obsessed with Australian like archetypes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Scott says his voice even gets me a little hot. <laughs> and then Scott asks, is he going to protect your ass while he's rubbing that ass and kim's like scott (laughs) so intense then we get the reintroduction of scott's boss for anyone who remembers the iconic vegas episode he was a key player yes his name is keith frankel he's scott's mentor which sounds that's very official and he was there on Scott's horrific Vegas trip where he stuffs the $100 bill in the waiter's mouth and yes. rolls around fighting on the floor in front of him. He has patience for days, apparently. Yeah, he believes in Scott and or Chris Jenner. Yes. Um, so they, they're out at a golf club. They're going to go golfing. And Scott really wants to prove to him that he can be, quote, on the same level. Yes. And immediately learns... They're not. <laughs> yeah, because golf clubs are, I guess, very expensive. I, It makes sense. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like a rich man's sport, I guess. Yes. So there's some golf clubs, and they cost $4,500. And Scott's like, you know, give me the beginner ones, but I'll be an intermediate to advance soon enough. And the boss is like, let me pay for them. He's like, no, 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 no. I got this. Oh, yeah. The boss is like, I, I'll take it out of your pay or something yes he like throws it down he buys them for scott quote like it was a club sandwich <laughs> says scott <laughs> and we learned i mean that-, that is a big you know that's not nothing to throw down no it's it's a baller move it's a big baller move uh and you can see scott like Scott's eyes widen and the whole episode is like ends up being so funny about the way Scott relates to men and like corporate male culture, especially like, uh, cause you just see him like, 
his eyes dazzle and dance, you know, when you I mean, watch men pay for things. I will never forget, though, once when I was nannying, uh, the baby's grandmother was in town visiting and she was buying shoes and she's like, let me buy you some shoes. It'll be fun. And she's like, click what size? OK, click. And then just like I was like, it's not. I mean, it's fun because I get some new shoes. Yeah. But she just like was on the Nike website and just was oh my like, God, click. it's intoxicating it's like the scene the whole storyline in um bling empire where anna buys him the shoes you know and does the whole like like uh, dior day and it's like no one's a fool for being like okay (laughs) yeah what could be better but i was like oh my god i want to be able to just be like yeah i'll buy you a 120 dollar pair of shoes especially because i was so so broke at the time it's very but I will. Nice. I'll probably remember that forever. Thank you, Cindy. It's very generous. <laughs> yes. So we learn. So Scott's like, I want to move up the corporate ladder as fast as possible. Um, we go back to the Smith. We have Courtney and Kim. Kim's going to dinner with Shango. So first, she needs to dissect a burger. Yes. She comes traipsing out of the bedroom. Courtney's gotten takeout for them. Didn't know that Kim was going out on a date. Kim is also, remember I called this out in Miami? Kim is reading a life and style. (gasps) She's holding it up while she walks out of the bedroom. I went (sighs) back. I zoomed. I freeze framed. It's about a royal wedding. I can't see who it (sighs) is. It's probably William and uh, Kate. But I was like, oh, still in biz with life mm-hmm. and style for anybody who wasn't listening they were constantly hiding them in the corners of um the miami season good eye just good eye thank you i felt very proud of that she puts aside the magazine and then yeah eats a burger <laughs> it's so weird date. she just dissects it though she like like takes the buns off and then sort of cuts it in half and then just tears it all <laughs> apart then she eats like a little bit of the cheese, but mostly she's eating the red inside part. It's like baffling. Such I know a it's a low carb thing, but it's still like, what? And you just said you were going to dinner. Like, what? Well, yeah, the, the need to still have it and eat it weird. Yeah. I burped. Sorry, excuse me. Um, and so <laughs> Courtney basically, again, this is kind of a repeat beat, but it's, it says, you know, you're going to fall in love. Like, if you go on this date, prepare to fall in love like that's what's gonna happen and Kim's like ah you're making it seem like I shouldn't go and I do think that is you know I I don't know that Courtney would ever admit that that was the intention but yeah she's trying to shit on like she's trying to take the shine away from Kim's joy and I think it is this thing and and I know like girlfriends have done this and stuff where it's like you know you say you want to be single and you know like but at the end of the day, it's such a, a strange logic to me. It's like th- she wants to go on a date with a cute boy. Like this and is such a shame her into like you're gonna go and you're gonna like fall in love. It's like well that would be great. But <laughs> he also seems love is like great. a nice normal person. So it would it be is. a different thing if it was like uh oh there's a guy and it's gonna be a whole thing and it's bad news. But this is just like. Oh, you're going on a date. That's fine. Anyway, whatever. So they go on a date. And I think it's at Rosa Mexicana, but I can't be too sure. Uh, it's where it looks like to me. I was trying to place that. I, I was don't like, know what? They, they didn't tell us what it is. I think it's the downtown Rosa Mexicana, but I, I might be wrong. I don't know New York enough. You got I me do, beat. 
I love a Rosa Mexicana. Um, well, let's just maybe, say it is. So they're at Rosa. But, oh, God. It might not be, guys. I'm really struggling <laughs> here. Uh, she is wearing my favorite shade of nail polish Lincoln Park after dark. Now oh, that I'm positive. Oh, I know positive. you love this polish. I know this that's Lincoln Park after dark. <laughs> he has a button-up shirt that is so far unbuttoned. It is. <laughs> I, I don't know that I've seen someone like, in a public it is like unbuttoned to his belly button it is so Ugh. funny he stood up and i was like shango shango <laughs> shango what? get a hold of yourself i'm <laughs> sorry but shango just sounds like a dog's name right yes. it's uh it's yeah i just don't know the the history of that name is but it, it because one of the dogs in all dogs go to heaven named something that sounds like that <laughs> I could I don't be wrong. Know the history of it. <laughs> Let's see. I gotta look up who's in the cast of All Dogs Go to Heaven now. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Charlie. I don't think it's famous. I think it's Charlie. Uh, <laughs> okay, there's says, no Shango. <laughs> it says it's of African orig- origin. God of thunder and legendary ancestor of the Yoruba people of Nigeria. Is it just that I'm thinking of like a dingo? Is that what it is? Maybe. Maybe we're just hearing that. Yeah. yeah. So Shango's like looks to me like he might have already had a drink or two. He's a little uh, rosy and he is and he tells Kim he's very happy to see her. Hugs he's her very tight. And so forward all of a he's sudden. He's so forward. He's really touchy feely. He's really smiley. He was pretty like tight lipped and shy when he had appeared before. And this is. A different Shango. Yeah, I I mean, he said that he's off the clock, so he's drinking a drink. Yeah, Uh, I personally don't like a forward man. (laughs) I feel like, especially because, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was gonna say with Kim and like her physical space and stuff, I didn't like seeing it. You know, like, and and you notice it so much now that we've watched so much of this show, like men just want to touch her so much you know and it's and ugh, it's you really I I get it she's very 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 attractive yeah but it is to me like that yeah I'm with you I I wish that there was a little bit more respect for her personal space or letting her lead it more now it also could be that I'm very interested in men who don't like me so Uh, I'm reading attached, you guys. Um, I'm love anxious, and I think I like an avoidant man. <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get hip to these so I can speak attachment style. I think you. I know your attachment style. If I were to like uh, just prescribe you, there's not a lot. I think Tim is probably secure. I okay. don't think he played a lot of games. He was probably just like, yeah, I like you, and then you were dating, and yeah. that you might have had the tendency in the past to be anxious, but because he wasn't like playing games that you're like oh he's sort of meeting my needs but in but you still have anxious things that come up where you're like testing him and he's like okay i'll do what you want and then you're like oh okay that's working all right is that what this it is, is that's my assumption and that's you don't talk good. you do not talk uh your personal life to me so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was really good that's just my assumption of what you two are like <laughs> i'm very impressed that was great yeah. I mean, I also think Trish is the same, like that she's with a secure uh, attachment style. And that's yeah. the thing is you got to be with a secure attachment style uh, if you got anxious because they're going to make you feel better. And then all of a sudden you don't seem anxious anymore. That 
Makes sense. I think I'm going to cancel therapy in an hour. <laughs> oh, because it was all about dating Tim. <laughs> yeah. No need. No need. That's it. That was exactly what I was going to dive into. Um, my first date with Tim. <laughs> I always plan my session and that was this session. Um, no, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Please. I, I love attachment styles. I like hearing it. Um, so they they definitely have chemistry. Yes. They, they're vibing. Kim's having a bright orange margarita. <laughs> oh, mango margarita. Am I right? guys <laughs> and he pulls out a gift for her which is he really sweet and he remembered t- tim tams. tams which i don't I, I forgot to look them up like what they actually are seem like a little chocolate treat tim like tams. Little- oh yeah little chocolates they little- are little chocolates okay <laughs> they're a chocolate <laughs> biscuit Seems as if they are. Yes, I'm reading yes, here. Little the- chocolates. They're made <laughs> of chocolates and they're small. Yes, I'm getting this in my ear. Okay, and yes, just they are. Just in. Um, just in. They're tiny. I'm little getting chocolates. reports that they are little chocolates. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an Australian chocolate, um, and it's really cute. It's in this like florally bag, gift bag, and Kim does not want the date to end, guys. No. So she. Bold. She Bold knew, single Kim. She knew going into that date she was taking him home. Oh, yeah. She says, you should come. This is so funny the way she does this. She's like, oh, my God, you should come back to the place and see Scott and Courtney and Mason. I mean, they won't be up. But you should come see the place. <laughs> I like it, though. It's her way of being like, here's what I'm thinking. Yes. Uh, and feel free to do what you need with this. But uh, it's so cute. So they they just walk. They charge in the charge. place. So they're walking so <laughs> They go right out to the balcony. They look around. He does a three yes. point. Yes. Yes. I see. He's yep. checking uh-huh. all. And then she goes, I'll show you my room. And he's like, great. Let's do that. And so they go into the room and. It's absolutely undistinct. Nothing to see in this room. Nothing. What's to show in a hotel? <laughs> It's not. I you show didn't, you my room. You didn't decorate it. It's a hotel. <laughs> so uh, before you know it, like she's in the middle of a sentence, uh, and he starts kissing her. Oh. Uh, then immediately she runs to close the door. The cameraman runs out to yes! the balcony. <laughs> I scream. The camera. This you never see this on the show. Very rarely, the camera races outside to look through the window as they like. Frantically close the curtains or close the blinds. Also, it's his so shirt funny. was already off. Like I was like, "Have they like they must have made out a lot more that we didn't see like yes. in previous like when he was in L.A. Yes. Because I think they really cut to the chase here. I think they were like, "Yeah, let's enough enough." Yes, I saw a balcony. I've seen the room, and let's begin. Here's my shirt in it. I only had two buttons buttoned anyway. Yeah, so I'll just there take wasn't care. a lot of work to do. <laughs> So let's just get to it. And oh. oh my God. So then, and it's pretty much just as like an immediate cut to the morning. Now, <laughs> what's wrong with me that I keep thinking I'm going to see sex in a reality show? I mean, you're not wrong. We used to like on real world and stuff, they would like, you know, hint at it, but never on this show. It's but on the real love, world, you would see it. I love you know? below deck so much because of yes. it. Yes. Like your eyes just crossed. You, were, you said, yeah. So you were yeah. Yes. No, I, I guess it, I wouldn't say it's surprising that Jess and I do send horny texts to each other. <laughs> 
you can't be horny with your gal pals. Who yeah, who are you going to be horny with then? I don't know. Uh, I, I told Nicole recently that she needed to watch the Showtime series Gigolos. Oh, she was posting it all week. I still yeah. haven't watched it, and I really have always wanted to. Oh, you and Tim should watch that. I would and love the, to. Because it's just like guys who are gigolos working in Vegas and they like take their job, like they they love their job and they like show them having sex. And so it's the perfect reality show. Oh my God. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Um, Sold. Okay. So next morning they're in bed. He's shirtless. She's in like a little tank top and yes. they're kind of just like, he's, you know, they're, he's has his hand pushed up against her hand and is like, your hands are tiny. And she's like, yeah, they're small. (laughs) (laughs) Really big convos happening. Boy, that's how you fall. That's how you know that someone is the one when you can just have easy, (laughs) seamless conversations like that. Just uh, you're absolutely yourself. And (laughs) then we get this really fun turn where there's apparently a business meeting happening in the apartment. Yeah. And suddenly there's like a door buzz and Courtney is answering the door. And I laugh so hard because the Chiron says, Bruno and Peter from Jupy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, more dog names. All of those names are dog names. Jupy, Bruno, Peter. I, I need to look up Jupy. I don't know. But they're like, basically Courtney's like, uh yeah there's no jupy is not a thing i can't find it it's a company they have some deal with them that requires them to pull out like or look at clothing it's probably some clothing licensing deal so these two men have like racks of clothes and courtney peeks her head in to be like kim are you coming kim's like oh yeah i'll be right there now courtney should have known that kim is fully dressed and the shower is going yes honey it's not very good detective work. Maybe and she's just like, oh, I guess Kim just wants to like keep it running for after. Like, what? <laughs> what are we thinking here? Courtney, huh? Come on. Courtney. <laughs> so the guy, I don't know if it was Bruno or Peter who said, Me let's either. play a game. Love or hate. So you either <laughs> love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Great. <laughs> I love this game. I love this game because it's immediately love it. Hate it. <laughs> Hearing their voices is so funny. <laughs> and it's like really ugly purses, uh, just like some other kind of bric-a-brac. And then who shall walk through with wet hair, fresh from the uh, shower? Shango with his jacket zipped all the way up to his neck. <laughs> like he, he lost uh, his shirt somehow. He can't in- find it. It's <laughs> He couldn't find any of the buttons. Apparently, he didn't mean to unbutton his shirt that low. He just <sighs> didn't have buttons. Then the last two just, stragglers. It just off they went. So oh. I left really hard, too, because Courtney then, their face, Courtney and Kim start giving each other looks like, <laughs> Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. Walk of shame. And Courtney in her confessional is like, so we're in the middle of this huge meeting. And <laughs> I was like, uh, you, Kim, and the Jupy boys. Jupy think- boys. <laughs> I don't think this is a giant meeting, gals, but <laughs> it's very cute. There's a very fun, it's a very funny energy between Courtney and Kim. Uh of God. Courtney being like, oh my God, my sister got it. She Courtney got after it. Is smiling ear to ear. And Kim is trying so hard to have a poker face, and she cannot. The only way she does it is just to bite her lips. Mm-hmm. 
It's very funny. And off he goes. Off Shango goes. So then we cut to this dash store being built in Soho that is never even one step along. No matter no. how many episodes we check in, this is an empty, empty well, shell of a store. <laughs> we are picking out paint colors, and Courtney yes. already said she didn't like those. Yes. <laughs> this is jo- the slowest, slowest build out. Now, have- J- Joyce is there. Yes. We got a Joyce Benelli sighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're, they, you know, they have work they're doing, they're talking to this guy trying to figure out stuff for the space. And Kim is audibly giggling looking at her Blackberry. And Courtney says that little smirk on her face. I know she's texting Shango. Why is Courtney so annoyed by this? It's very court. It's so funny to me. It's like she just, and this is a very, this is a very classic storyline. It's kind of what they did in Miami that they love to do of like, it's very funny now to see it all over the years of like, Courtney is the businesswoman who wants work to get done and her sister is, is a giddy about a boy. And it's like the yeah. absolute reversal of what they all become later yes. on in the show. You know, I guess that's that thing where you hate in other people, what you don't like in yourself. There you go. So she, and then of course she gets Courtney's like, oh, and knowing Kim, she's probably planning her whole Australian wedding. Eucalyptus leaves it all. <laughs> it's yet another oh, Australian boy. joke. Uh, she and so she starts picking on her and tells Joyce like she saw Shango do a walk of shame and he's wearing a G string and he had on fur. <laughs> what a wow. funny what a, like just to try to humiliate Kim and Kim's like stop it is not true but what if it stop. were Kim Kim what if he did leave wearing a fur what if he left dressed like Jennifer Lopez oh. on the hus- in the scene of Hustlers on the roof where she covers up Constance Wood. Oh. <laughs> the one I had is my wallpaper oh, on my phone. The memories of Hustlers. Oh. Oh, so then we we dance over to Scott. Yes. Now he's at dinner and he's with Keith, the mentor, his boss, and some of his associates. And this is the most unappealing table of men I have maybe seen in my life. These guys, every one of them has like slicked back hair. I mean, you love the Sopranos, though. I love the Sopranos, but they're not, these are not a group of guys that I ever need to pull up a chair and join. Yeah. Um, And they, and he's like, yeah, I need to show basically that I can still hang with the big boys. And so basically when the tab comes, Scott grabs it. Trying to show off. It's $3,500. Everyone's like, no, no. Like, knowing, of course, this man can't afford this. And also, all these guys have at least 15 years on him. Like, he is, yeah. like, dramatically younger than all of them. Yes. I mean, I guess he could probably write it off because it's on the show. But Yes. But still, it's like, come on. He's like, why are you trying to prove you're legit? You are not yet legit. Uh, also, you're when you don't have money and you spend it that way, then they're like, oh, he's probably not good at business. Well, that's why it's and it heightens. So they, he throws down thirty five hundred dollars for this dinner. And next thing, very next scene, we're in a car dealership. We are in a Rolls Royce car dealership. Keith. Scott and a man named Gooch. <laughs> now I did call it the Bentley store, so thank you for. <laughs> I thought I wrote Bentley at first, and then only later on they said when there's I I realized it was Rolls Royce. I thought so too. Maybe it's both. What do I know? They they could be all in the same. But place. no, I just thought it was funny that I called it a store. <laughs> <laughs> so they they're there because these guys are looking 
I don't know if it was Gooch or Keith. The Gooch looking. is not doing anything. <laughs> the You're Gooch right. is a henchman. It's so clear that the Gooch just is the guy they hate. They feel bad for him. He's not as smart as them, but they they hire him. He's their driver. The Gooch is not doing shit. So I can, I know I know the Gooch. I've seen the Gooch many times in this life. The Gooch is is uh, too much. So anyway, Scott's like, uh, I wasn't planning on buying a car, but if the price is right, I can't pass up a good deal. It's like I lost it. I excuse me, sir. You can't pass up a deal on a Rolls Royce. You think what? they're going to give you like a two for one or 30% off or something? What? Suddenly Scott is like, I mean, it's a real beautiful. It really shows the art of a car uh, salesman. This guy has got Scott in the car. He's fawning over it. He's like, yeah, you know, it's just a couple quick pieces of paper. We line it up and this, this is yours. And he's looking at the ghost Rolls Royce ghost. And suddenly Scott's like, oh, well, you know, I always wanted, I always wanted a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Piece of his identity. Then there's a strange little part where they make the Gooch get in the trunk. This is what I'm saying about Gooch. The Gooch (laughs) should shut his mouth because Scott, they make Gooch get in the trunk. It's a big trunk. You could fit three Gooches in there easily. Yes, many Gooches. So he doesn't know if he should buy it without talking to Courtney, which is like a very fun way to be like, ah, maybe I should discuss it. And then the man who they just stuffed in a trunk says, The very man! What are you, a pussy? Sir, you <laughs> are luggage. What are you talking about? Sir. He's like, well, who wears the pants of that family? And it is like one second after we just saw this man get like bullied into the trunk. You think that's the only time today that someone's going to put the gooch in a trunk? No, the gooch knows he knew exactly how to get in that trunk. That's his bread and butter is getting in trunks. Oh, my God. It is an iconic reversal. It is toxic masculinity on in full bloom. It's really something to behold. And most importantly, it works. Scott All right, let's figure out the numbers. <laughs> and next cut is him driving this absurd Rolls Royce through. Let's not forget, <sighs> they're in New York, a place God. that most people, A, don't have cars. B, you would certainly not have a very nice car. A big given, old boat of a car, oh too. Oh, my God. It's so scary and dumb to I've only driven in New York a couple times, and once it was like a huge utility van, Ugh. and the second time it was a U-Haul. And I don't know how I did either, I, but I did. <laughs> I never have, and if I never do, that's fine. I am terrified of the idea of driving in Manhattan. <sighs> I think it sounds so, so scary. So... Cut to Kim and Court back at the back of the apartment, and Kim is getting texts from Shango. She's having fun, and we learn that Courtney is supposed to go get lunch with Scott. Mm-hmm. And I laughed because I guess I forgot that they call each other doll. <laughs> <laughs> so when Kim, so when Court picks up, Scott calls, and she's like, "Hey, doll!" And I was like, "I don't know why it just struck me as funny that they call each other. They both call each other doll." Yeah, I think she doesn't know that she's not supposed to call him doll. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I like the, you know, the, we're not adhering to gender roles, but. Yeah, he's uh, a dolly of a different sort. Uh, <laughs> so she walks out to meet him and she gets in the car and she says, what's up with the car? And he says, what do you mean? <laughs> 
what classic? What do you mean? <laughs> you just bought a two hundred thousand dollar car, and you go, what? What? What do you mean? What's what? What's what about the car? Do I have something on my face? What? 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 What, you're being weird. Why are you being weird? <laughs> <laughs> Stop being weird. Meanwhile, this is a very funny scene because paparazzi, as they clearly just did, waited outside. And I'm sure when the cameras were there, they probably knew they would be filming. So there's a big old clump of paparazzi taking pics of her as she leaves and gets in the car. And they're just photographing the two of them sitting in the Rolls Royce having this conversation. <laughs> Courtney's like, I can't get mad. So she's smiling <laughs> while she's like, I know you didn't buy it. So whose is it? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, I bought it. <laughs> it's, and then she is embarrassed. She basically it shuts it down and is like, this is embarrassing. Uh, and says, I'm leaving. I don't want to drive around in this and goes back right back up into the apartment. Now, I do think they may have had the next scene in the business center. Uh, <laughs> it looked like a hallway or something. I don't yes, know. This was a strange location. I was curious like where we were. <laughs> yeah. So she's like fussing at him. She's like, you're ridiculous. You're irresponsible. She's like, we are a team. We have children. It's all very valid, too. I it's can't imagine. So like, he was like, what? It's my money. It's like, ah, yes, it's your money. But both of you have to pay for your children, right? Yes. So. <laughs> and the it, it's the classic case of like, you know, it's not about permission. It's about treating your partner like your partner and like running big financial decisions past each other because yeah. there is this other person involved your child and it's like a completely reasonable request yeah and oh my god and she yeah she's like really giving it to him and is like you know these are the kinds of things that are just not important in life and this exchange made me laugh so hard she's like i'm not some kind of superficial asshole to which she responds, but you are sometimes. But you are sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Then, right in the gut. And she's correct. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then she tells him he has to return it. And he goes, that would be humiliating. It's like, <laughs> sir, <laughs> going sir? bankrupt would be humiliating. Oh, my God. That would be embarrassing. I don't want to. It's. Just two hundred thousand dollars. I can't call the dealership and take the car back. I can't do it. It's so, so mom. Please don't please make me. Please let me keep it. Then uh, we've got more Shango and Kim. They're yes. not done yet. Yeah, because is... Shango is like a real man. Oh my god, I laughed so hard at her. Yeah, he's masculine. He takes charge, and they have like. A rom-com date at a pool Ugh. hall. Kim has never been to a pool hall, never played pool apparently. And it is like a cartoon sexy move of like him teaching her and like just leaning over her with his like, you know, just humped onto each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I It's like so out of like an 80s movie, right? Yes. And like she's like dishing it and fully has her butt like pushed into his crotch as they lean over this pool table. And she's like, so I hit it really hard. <laughs> it's like Kimberly. Uh, and then the the our part of the date ends with her saying, so I'm going to like go see Shango's place tonight. <laughs> yes! Again, hotel living. What are we seeing? Shango's place tonight. <laughs> 
And then that's it. We then we don't, yeah. Nothing. There was no follow up. Like Kim was basically like, yeah, never mind. I don't want to shoot the end of this whole scene. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know that she really was having sex with him for sure. Because yes, we I didn't get same. to see it. Yeah. There's so, no even like acknowledgement, like the next day, or it's uh-uh. just like, so I'm going to see Shango's place. And then the episode just moves on. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have permission. They could not come in. So <clears throat> the next day, uh-huh. Courtney. And Scott, Scott walks into the room and says, okay, I want you to hear this. He calls his boss. Yes. To be like, look, I can't have this car. The boss is like, "Uh, Courtney, I got mad at you. He's like, no. He has it on speakerphone. She's mere feet away, smiling, (laughs) loving it. And he's like, I just don't know if it's a good idea. And his boss is like, yeah, it's a terrible idea. You should save money, not spend it, dummy. I loved the immediacy with which this guy, Keith, was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> what were you thinking? Like, that was gonna, I mean, it's fine if you wanted to do it. It wasn't going to stop you, but no. <laughs> and then he's like, I'll make a phone call. I'll do it for you. He's like, oh, thank you, Keith, so much. Oh, Keith, Keith thank you. Keith is so nice. Keith is really doing Scott Keith, a solid. Yeah, Keith is, is on board for Scott's messy everything, and I love it. And, yes. Uh, it, it feels like a good little mentor for him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day we have Courtney and Kim at brunch. Uh, oh my Kim, God. Kim's Done like, with Don't. their fur. <sighs> he has, Courtney has a huge, huge fur hat, like a big Russian hat. Oh my gosh. Kim has like a huge fur collar and then they both order chamomile tea. <laughs> These are such silly women. So <laughs> silly. Kim's like, Don't make fun of me, but I might like this guy. <laughs> Courtney's like, I told you. I told you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's perfect. It's like an absolute play out of exactly what Courtney predicted. And also fine. Yes, (laughs) absolutely fine. No one cares. Uh, And Courtney says, you know, at least you can, you know, you can trust him. Like that's a a normal person. He's not like trying to get with you to be famous. (laughs) No, I don't. That doesn't feel like Shango's vibe. God, this could have been such a good bodyguard. Like, (laughs) it's such a good. It's it's a great idea. I love the the resurgence of Shango. I'm I'm hoping he sticks around. I mean, we know obviously it's not doesn't become a great love of her life, but I'm maybe he could be now. We don't know. Oh, I should I should poke around and see if I can find it. I think he's married with a cat, kid now. But she, Kim and Courtney have the funniest little exchange at the end. Yes. Or Courtney says, in five years, you're going to have all these little Shango babies running around throwing boomerangs off eucalyptus trees. And Jess, <laughs> again, what is Ki- what is Ki- what does Kim say? Did you write it down? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, you're being so racist towards Australians. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly, uh, it's very, something. It's not sweet. quite racist, but it's something. Yes, it's it's, yes. it's like xenophobic, I guess. Yes, right? Yeah, I think it's perhaps stereotypes. Uh, yes, very but, funny. Uh, You're being like racist towards Australians as she's like smiling and laughing and loving it. Oh God! <laughs> but that is such a funny visual, though, of like a bunch of little babies with boomerangs cr- cry- climbing up a eucalyptus tree. It's very funny. I was very appreciative of how much Courtney hit the visuals of, yes. an, of Australia over and over and over again. Yes, yeah, she knew a couple things about them, about <laughs> yeah. Australia. 
three at most, and she was not going to let us forget. Yes. <sighs> it's wow. great. What a it's fun. A lot of, it's a fun one. So we will continue covering uh, Kim and Courtney Take New York. Uh, until March 18th when the new March season, 18th. the final season premieres. Final season premieres. For anyone who's new to this game, also we, re- we encourage you to not get your heart set on March 18th. Uh, the premiere date often shifts around. Mm-hmm. I would guess one this big could also. So we'll just keep trucking along in these wonderful vintage episodes. Uh, and we'll aim to keep releasing our episodes on Monday. In the meantime, check out our website, Cardishonit.com, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Truly, it helps so much. We've gotten, I, I've peaked around quite a bit, and there are some really lovely reviews Aww. in there. Um, and it just is, A, so nice uh, and feels so nice, and B, really, really, really helps other people find our podcast. Um, so we appreciate it very much. Check out our Twitter and our Instagram and email us at Cardishonit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Cardition It. Bye. Bye.